Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. Welcome to the News Podcast number 914. This episode brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, listen... You probably need to make some type of a thing that you can put into the world. Whether Maybe it's just an idea or maybe it's a real product or a thing that is going to change your life because then you'll be able to maybe quit your job and just focus on the thing that you love. Um, so Squarespace will help you do that. And they will give you analytics to help you grow in real time so you can see if the thing is working or how to change it or how to evolve it. And if you have any questions about it, they have 24-7 customer support that's there to help. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. Please head to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, just use the offer code NERDIST and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Now's the time. Make the thing. Make your thing happen. Thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Um, I'm going to be performing at uh, Caroline's as part of New York Comedy Fest, November 8 through 10. Mike Furman's going to be with me. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a fun show. He's going to do stuff. I'm going to do stuff. We might do a song. Maybe we'll do a song together. But uh, yeah, if you go to the New York Comedy Fest uh, website, you can get tickets. Or go to Caroline's website. You can get tickets for that as well. Uh, November, November 8 through 10. What do you got, Katie? Uh, I got a couple cool things. No Master Builder on Reddit writes, My mom is participating in a Dancing with the Stars-like competition. It was originally going to be a fundraiser for the Raven Theater in Healdsburg, California, uh, where the event is occurring, but they decided to donate all the proceeds uh, to the Redwood Credit Union's North Bay Fire Relief Fund for uh, all the fires that were up in Sonoma and Napa. He said, I would love it if folks could check out the site and see if they would like to contribute. Of course, if they want to vote for my mom, Carol York, and her dance partner, Mark Novak, that would be cool too. Uh, however, uh, that he hopes that people read all the vials and vote for who they want. Um, if you also live in the North Bay and you want to go to this, uh, you can buy tickets for the show on November 4th at 7.30 p.m. or... Uh, the preview night on November 2nd, you can go to raventheater.org for more info. And then uh, Luke writes, um, after constantly hearing Chris tell me to start my own thing, I'm I just did that. <laughs> I've officially gone and done it. I started teaching bass and guitar lessons as a side hustle after graduating from York College of Pennsylvania with a degree in music. But I've finally taken my leap of faith, quitting my job, and starting started teaching lessons under my own name and studio. So if you uh, live in that area, or he does Skype, it sounds like. Uh, so you can, you can be anywhere and take lessons from him. You can go to Anderson Bass and Guitar com for more info. Excellent. This episode is Bruce Campbell, who uh, I'm very proud to say has been on the podcast numerous times and who is uh, just the fucking best. 
God, he he's is. great. He's so funny. God, he's so great. Just the way he dresses is so great. Like everything about him is so great. He he dresses <laughs> like a yacht captain, and he, and he looks fantastic. Like it's not even yeah, funny. It just no. like he just looks great. He pulls it off. Like if you saw him in regular clothes, it'd be weird. It'd be very weird. It's like seeing your teacher in sweats at the grocery store. You're like, you're not supposed to be here. You're, you know. Yeah. But he uh, he is such a wonderful man, and I adore him. And and Bruce is the kind of guy that his energy sort of feels like because Jonah sat in on this episode. Bruce feels like he could just be a member, uh, like he could just do a hostful. Yeah. Like Bruce could be part of our our immediate group. He, he kind of seems like he could like show up to any family dinner and just fit in. Yeah, he's just easygoing and wonderful and really sweet. And uh, he has a new book out called Hail to the Chin, Further Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. It's available wherever books are sold. And, uh, and also, you know, you, you know, maybe probably want to watch Ash vs. Evil Dead yep. at the same time and then watch everything else. Um, Lydia got to say hi because the Army of Darkness is like her favorite movie. And she bought a cast of, like she bought a, an Evil Ash mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was used in the movie, and he signed it, and it was. She was so excited. She was so 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 excited. So, thank you to Bruce Campbell. Uh, I will forever love you, Bruce Campbell. This episode is also brought to you by Casper, which is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience, one night at a time. You're going to spend most of your life on a mattress. Yeah, don't cheap out. Don't cheap out. A third of it, hope, if, if you're healthy yeah. about your sleep, a third of your life will be on a mattress. Uh, so they have three mattress models. They have the original Casper. They have the Wave. They have the Essential. And these are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle the... new ones. That's exciting. That's right. Of the geometry of your body. And the designs are very breathable. So it's going to help you sleep cool, regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And so you get in the mail and it's just this tiny little package <laughs> that you can't believe is... Because you got your mom one, right? I got my mom one. Box. It's it like yeah. the greatest thing in the world for her. Uh, she It changed her life. Jonah has one, and he says it really is. Like, because I asked him if he liked it, and he says it was really cool, and he really loves it. Well, you're going to get a hundred nights risk free to sleep on it to see if you're going to love it, and you are, because that's how much they believe in the mattresses. You, if you don't like it in that time, send it back. That's all you got to do. Um, sleep ahead of the curve with Casper. Get fifty dollars towards any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com/nerdist. Use the offer code Nerdist at checkout. And, uh, and terms and conditions apply to that and uh, enjoy your sleep enjoy your life the better you sleep the better your life is going to be <laughs> it is worth the investment it, it absolutely listen, is <laughs> as much as I buy a lot of shit that I don't need just fun little toys and gadgets and things like that collectibles I'm sure you do too you always find the money for what's important to you take care of your sleep health because it will affect the rest of your life. Thanks to Casper to sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast, which is Bruce Campbell, episode 914. Katie, Now entering Nerdist.com. These are the West Croissants. This is the uh, East Wing. <clears throat> Jenkins, read the manual more carefully. Thank you. Croquet in the back in ten? Poor Jenkins has Christ. been plotting. Like, Jenkins just hates his life. 
Jenkins. Jenkins is resigned by he now, is though. He's not a happy man. Because Jenkins knew what he was getting into when he said yes, didn't he, Jenkins? He knew. He did it anyway. I know my father treated you better. <laughs> But he's gone now, isn't he, Jenkins? I know you and my father were in the war together. But, <laughs> but that's the only bond between you. I am personally... <laughs> you're beneath me. And as long as we understand that, we're going to get along wonderfully. Bring the car out at 10. <laughs> it's always after a major argument. It's just, let's get on to business now. By the way, I think maybe Jenkins was never officially a butler. He was just the dad's friend. But the kid, the son, just treated him like he worked there the entire time. I like, the, I like what's forming here. That's right. The guy's We're like, I don't, something. I don't work for you technically, but he still brings him croissants. What are you doing in town? Ta- you, you don't. I don't know why I always book touring. You're book touring. Yeah, our 35 city book tour. We're near. What what city are we on? 30. Got like five more to go. Oh five more filthy, ragged American cities to visit. <laughs> Before we go crawling home to the wonderfulness of hopefully our state that is not completely caught on fire. Oh my God! Are we, you... we had fires north of us, south of us, east and west. It was it was Los Angeles in 1952. My oh. view, I couldn't see Dutchman Peak. <laughs> that's that, that's a sad day, sir. That's where you know, and this the 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 fires are the the situation is real. We up here in Griffith Park. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's rough. Like it, and we always. Yeah. Are on alert, and there was one maybe uh, nine years ago. There was one. You guys need to form a a bucket brigade, just like the old days. I want to see these Hollywood producers out here in these uh-huh. hills in their undies. <laughs> Come on, pass the bucket, Joe, faster! And Spielberg, Spielberg, give me that pick bucket. Up the slack. <laughs> Shut up, Katzenberg! I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> this was a bad idea. None of us are really physical people. I didn't sign on to this. That's why we're directors. My lawyer made this deal. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the rights to this bucket brigade? They, they, I'm they, shutting this down right they don't now. Actually, they don't actually ever put the fire out. They just argue about <laughs> who has the rights to the brigade as everything burns. Next year, I'm running this show. <laughs> there won't be a next year. <laughs> Everything's gone. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's... Uh, it, it, it's amazing that no matter how te- technologically advanced we are, no matter how advanced we are as a civilization, we still get taken out by fires, floods, tornadoes, pestilence, hurricanes. Pest- yeah. I mean, it's oh, it's coming. It's we're we're not that uh, we're not that in control at all. I don't think so. You know, the levees were a great idea on paper, <laughs> but we've had some flooding. <laughs> we don't like flooding. We're gonna corral the water. We. My wife and I saw a promo off the five freeway at one of these government installations. Come and see how the water was brought to California. Mm -hmm. And they superimposed wild horses running. We're going to corral the water like horses. Of course. And so, yeah, they corral it until the next big-ass flood. And then my favorite thing is they go, flood the farmland first. (laughs) Because you can't flood the city. Oh, no. We can't flood New Orleans. We're going to flood everything around New Orleans. Right. And then we're going to flood New Orleans. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's an illusion. We haven't really figured it out. And well, I think it's an illusion. We just need to accept, what is it, the, the seven steps of whatever it is. Of We have to accept the fact that we don't know. What are the seven steps? Uh, isn't it something of, of how you heal from, oh, that from death bad and dying? mistakes? It's either that or it's, it's, it's toward uh, recovery. You're in, we're, we need to say that we're... Yeah, there's denial, acceptance, blame Jenkins. Yeah. It's number three. 
Let's start with that number one, Jenkins. You should have warned me that this fire was coming. I don't. I think we should accept the fact we can't control it. Just get ready for it. Why don't we get ready for it, though? I'm I'm thinning every acre of my property in Oregon because I know I know the big mama's coming. Yeah, I want that sucker to quote lay down on my property. Well, but in Oregon too, you also have uh, weather, which we don't really have here in Los Angeles. So we do. We have a we have a jet stream. I love looking at satellite pictures now. There's basically a a river. It's a river of moisture that flows directly off the coast into my state oh, for the wow. entire winter. Wow. Which is mostly good. Last, like last winter, we had the most wicked snowpack we've had in 20 years. And then the driest summer ever. And then everything lit on fire. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonah Ray. Hello. Listen, it's always nice to help out a fan. Uh, and have a, have someone come sit in on the podcast. Yes. Oh, how are you doing? Hi. Hello, nice, sir. Nice to. Uh, What's going on? I don't know if you remember Jonah. Yeah. He's been on the. Yeah, we actually we did we a sketch. Back. Uh, it was on stage. Yes, we were on stage, and then we did a sketch once uh, at the, uh, when I was working at the Soup. That's we right. Writing at the Soup. This is my wife Ida. Hi, nice my to homie meet you. Mike down there. Hi, nice How's to it going? meet you. Now, is Mike the Jenkins of the situation? Mike is my current Jenkins. He's as close to Jenkins as I can get, but I can never make him do what I need Jenkins to actually do. <laughs> Mike would not do what I need Jenkins to do. Just dispose of things. So Mike is not actually the guy. He's, he's not, not the right guy. He, I'm going to fire him pretty soon. Okay. Well, listen, This is there is actually no podcast. This is an intervention for Mike. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I know. We're all here to take Sorry. <laughs> sorry how, I, how I've... My Why do you wa- put up with this abuse? I'm sorry that my wife forced me to mistreat you this way. <laughs> oh, very clever. Right? So very now slick. I wove that around my finger. Very Is that slick. a callback to something I wasn't here no, for? No, no, no. Oh, well, you missed a whole backstory with Jenkins... The uh, Jenkins we determined. Really I'll just quick. listen to the. Oh, podcast. Look, okay, yeah, we're on a. No, you won't. <laughs> we're on a. We're on a big book tour, and we have a lot of time in a car, so we have started to play a game. What's the game? It's the two hundred and fifty million dollar game. Okay, you got two hundred and fifty mil uh-huh. after taxes. All that crap's done. No one's coming for any 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 penny of it. Great, it's, it's yours in your pocket. So, what is the lifestyle? What are the changes? What is your Hey, lady moment where no one can say that's a bad idea. Like, you take 60 million bucks and you go, you can't tell me that any of this is wrong, what I'm about to do <laughs> with this. Like, do you take, how much of that money do you take for that? Like, the crazy boat where, you know, oh, this is, or do you take the 250 million, buy stuff, but you're only buying stuff that you can make money off of? It's only real estate. You can sell it. You're only starting a company with that money that you're not really. Changing your lifestyle necessarily. There's, yeah. there's so many ways to go with 200. And so it started with Jenkins. Okay. My first thing was Jen, I have I'll, I got Jenkins now. You got a Jenkins. And Jenkins has got the electric bikes waiting outside. Yep. And I'm texting him and let's go. Tire pressure checked. Here we go. Gosh, I don't know. I, I would probably just give all that money to you know some type of relief effort for. Uh, no, you wouldn't. Uh, okay. All right. Nope. Because yeah, yeah. we've got past those yeah. conversations in the in the car. <laughs> It starts with that. Oh, the, the the poor people in the world. I'll help them all. You're not going to help anybody. It'll trickle down to them eventually. Yeah, that's right. If I buy stuff, yeah. you know, I've reg- it affects the economy right. in a roundabout yeah. way. Reagan was right. He was. If I yeah. keep it all, it'll help everyone. <laughs> so I think you get past the charitable moment, and then you get to the real part of you what would you really do. Boy, with two, 250. 250 mil clear. Well, you know what's crazy is that at a certain... I mean, you know, people think they want a, an amount of money like that, but after a certain point, they don't. 
it doesn't really change the quality of their life. Chris, are you saying mo money, mo problems? Uh, <laughs> Moby, I am. Oh I think maybe. Uh, what would I do? Well, so you feel there's a plateau. I think there's somewhere. A pl- about oui. above, above fifty, do you plateau? Oui. It's a plateau, but just a just a little one. Just because little what plateau. do you do about now? The other thing is overhead too. You got your two fifty, but that's all you got. If you, if your overhead starts to go Tyson ish, then you could blow that. So don't yeah. build overhead. a private zoo. Don't buy the jet. Do jet share. Do jet uh, share. Jet yeah. share. Yeah. yeah, jet yeah. share. So you you're know, still jetting. Yeah. But you're not. No, you're not maintaining. Do you think? No do you think you could spend two hundred fifty million dollars in your lifetime? Oh, in a in a year. <laughs> oh, watch on, me, man. On oh, what? I could, I on what? Light this place up. Did you see Brewster's Millions? It's hard to spend money. But he had to spend it without having any assets to show for it. Oh, because so point. it wasn't just spending it. He had. Oh, to, he had. They couldn't. Show he had to spend it, it <laughs> and he had, and he couldn't. But he couldn't have anything to show for that's it. Right. Oh, that's right. Oh, I'd have something to show for. Well, it. So what? What? <laughs> what, what, what? What happens this year? That first year? What? What are you blowing it on? Um, uh, land. Okay, land. A lot yeah. of land, but then, I'm, but that I'm, appreciates. I'm, I'm, yeah, but I'm still. I'm getting all kinds of land. Just all yeah. Oregon land? No. Where? <laughs> Montana, Wyoming. Mon- nice. Land. All right. Near water. You, I think water is the more important thing. A fresh water supply is going to be very there, necessary. I, I would actually do the following. I would get a one-acre plot in every state. So I could pull up my trailer and go, yep, that's me hanging out at the property. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Arkansas next. One Where acre. was that property again? One and you acre. have a little uh, three-by-five cards that Jenkins draws up for yep, you of, of, the, of the address. And right. you tell Jenkins where you want to go next. God, he hates his life. Ah, that fucking Jenkins. <laughs> I like this. This is uh, Bruce's millions. This is what Bruce does with millions. That's what you do when you're bored on a book tour. <laughs> and you're the driving through Kentucky. Going, yep, Lexington's coming up. <laughs> Here's my acre. We did find interesting stuff. This is why uh, road trips are good. Yeah. Uh, driving along between, um, I think it was, uh, it was in uh, Arizona, mm-hmm. between Tucson and Phoenix, mm-hmm. past a sign Sight of Tom Mix's death. Who's Tom Mix? Tom Mix, the old-timey Western star. Oh. He was like a kind of silent movie guy. Big, but big, big. He would be... I don't know who he would be today, but he very popular. Tom Mix. And that's just like, he died right over there. Yeah, and when first we thought, oh, well, he, um, he must have... Uh, must have had a homestead here in right. Arizona. He played a cowboy. Maybe right. he was a real rancher. Yeah. But no, he was a, it turns out it was a car accident that, <laughs> that happened right there. <laughs> oh, no. And then you go to read more, and they've done a little... It's a museum to Tom Mix made with Tupperware. What? Yeah, little laminated articles in the Tupperware. In case you want to read about Tom Mix, here's this yellowish article. Uh, Tom um, Mix uh, died today in a... In an accident. And then you keep reading. Uh, what? Oh, just before the accident, apparently he had stopped off to see some friends and gambled just a little bit. Just a touch. <laughs> there may have been some alcohol involved, but he then took off. And it was a, he smashed into a road construction crew. Apparently he didn't see a road construction crew. And crashed his very fancy car. They're very car. sneaky. You know, they just jump yeah, right out. Yeah. The road, so before you know it, and they supposedly just jump out. the crash didn't kill him. It was a box full of silver coins that fell off the back of the car and crushed his neck that killed him. <laughs> well, that's a. <laughs> that's what you learn on road trips, man. Yeah. Tom Mix. But isn't that a great metaphor? 
for all this money that you're spending that it's ultimately yeah, going to crush your neck. The moral is don't get it in in, in silver. Don't get it in yeah. coins. It's too heavy. Coins. You got to be careful. Don't have. be Tom Mix. Yeah. You, we got to <laughs> be careful what you have in your car. I was in a car accident once, rolled my uh, truck, but I was moving at the time, had a lot of cutlery in the passenger seat next to me. Nice. And knives like were flying everywhere when I rolled my car and I got like scratches on my arms from it. And when the paramedic came to my window, he's like, are you okay? I was like, I think so. And then he looks around and he's like, any of these knives hit you? And I was just like, I That's don't a real know. story? That's a real story. I, I haven't know that. Is you there a that? plaque where that happened? Yeah, yeah it's like right <laughs> where the 110, the 405. He may yeah. have stopped off for yeah, a little gambling and a little something first. Yeah. Yeah. Something out of there. But you know, if you get an acre in every state, that's not going to take the whole 250 mil. Oh, no, because some of those acres, like Arkansas, that's, that's a $1,200 acre. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to blow all my money. I just want, I'm going to do a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. Jenkins is going to prep every single rail to trail mile in the United States where they've converted old rail lines to bike paths. Yeah. Because I don't ride with cars. I don't do cars. Okay. But uh, Jenkins is going to give me the, he's going to plot the tour. He's going to take care of it. Yeah. And it will be electric bikes. What a, sometimes nice. you need a little help. What about this? <laughs> what about if I built, what if I did build a zoo but all the animals were taxidermy. But then I hired a bunch of people to just be there and pretend. That overhead, they... overhead, really terrible overhead. But they're but they're already the animals are dead, so you're not you don't but have to. The, people the, are the payroll taxes will kill you. Yes, yeah. But but just the to... zookeeper's unhappy. But... Yeah. They're striking. <laughs> what are the people going to do? Like make animal noises for the appropriate animal? No, it's just it's the it's so that other people who don't know what the gag is, they show up thinking it's a zoo, but everyone else is pretending like all the animals are fine. And it's it's just to fuck with the handful of people who just stumble across this zoo, not realizing that it's uh, that they're actually all taxidermy. Seems like a lot of work. But that's but it's two hundred and fifty million dollars. What am I supposed to do with it? I don't know. Get information. Yeah, there you go. I would go to Washington D.C. <laughs> and then I'd have it in raw cash at okay. that point, thousand dollar bills, and I would just find a couple guys to go. Come on, man. Show me the document. <laughs> and they, they're like, what document? Do you remember now? And you go, no. any clearer? Yep. <laughs> uh, That's actually a yeah. great idea. And just see if you can see the special bullet that did something or the the something something document that proves the something something. Find your favorite conspiracy and try and get to the bottom of it with raw cash. That, there by the go. way, is a phenomenal game show that you've just created, which is that you... <laughs> It's, Bribe them all! <laughs> how it's sending people into the world and seeing how much information they can bribe people yeah. to how get. How much corruption how can much, you yeah. find? And, you know, of course, you get more points if, yeah. the, if the information is juicier. Yeah. You know, it's like, an, and what are the dollar? Oh, you, didn't ha- you only had to go up to a grand to find out. It you just know. sounds like you're just training lobbyists. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. Yeah, I guess ultimately that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. Or taking them down. Taking them down from the inside. You mm-hmm. got to rage within the machine. Crazy so like what a fox. Is the, what, what, what are we expecting from the uh, JFK documents that are uh, supposedly... That were uh, scheduled to be released 25 years ago? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably nothing. Every time they have like a big build-up, it's nothing. just nothing. Geraldo should uh, be the yes. MC of it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to reveal the documents. Now, yeah. Geraldo, what happened to your voice? <laughs> it's been a long time. I've been, I've been on the air a long time. I'm dead on the inside. I'm as empty as Al Capone's uh, it, But I, someone said that that they that what they thought the uh, the document might reveal is. 
There's a theory that I hadn't heard because I'm not super into the JFK theory, conspiracy theories, that it was the uh, that it was the Secret Service guy that turned around to shoot back at where the bullets were coming from oh. and shot him because it was consistent. You know, like the wound was consistent with where that guy was standing, and that that it was that was the cover up. Oh, it that is 100 percent mob hit. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Kennedy and what was the guy who was the head of the mafia, Gian Cagliolio? Yes. They were both stupid. I'm same. sorry, your Italian has plateaued. It has plateaued terribly. <laughs> what a cosmopolitan episode. <laughs> we're so international. Uh, so they, uh, they, they were both stupid, the same um, woman. Okay. And that's a bozo no no. Marilyn? Oh. Kennedy is doing what? Excuse oh. me, excuse me. He's doing what? So they it's shot a, him. It's a Joe Pesci scene. They shot him yeah. over a, a stup? Oh, no doubt about it. No, it's a double stup. Okay. Because. <laughs> a stup stup. Hey. We helped you guys get elected. Yeah. Did, did we not? Yeah. With our broken noses in Chicago. Hey, Mr. Kennedy, how that worked for you? Pretty good, didn't it, with the Teamsters and the uh, associate fellas with that? Bobby comes in. First thing he does is attack the mafia. Right. Immediately. Right. And like with great fanfare. Right. So he, there's a double stup going on. You don't double stup nobody. No. Mm. So they, they capped him. They got some guys from Italy, came in, set up shop. Pop, pop. Because look, why on earth? Why on earth would the would Jack Ruby? He's a he's a, a a club owner, right? Yeah. He got the call. Hey, Jack, it's time. Call it in. Remember that that little favor you owed me? Cap this mook. <laughs> the, the, the mook is the president. <laughs> no, no, no. Cap. Oh, Cap uh, Lee Harvey cap Oswald. Oswald. Yeah. Yeah. Why would Jack... Is he a patriot? Is that why he shot the guy? He was a... Yeah. <laughs> you shot my president! <laughs> no! It was a favor he had called in by Sam Giancali Ogiodio. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. It is, this is 100% a mob hit. I've forgotten about Sam Giancali Ogiodio. Also, you know, just seeing some of the character work here, I'm upset that you don't play more mobsters. <laughs> I think it's something you need to explore. Well, you gotta... Wouldn't you like to see the moment when they tell that guy that Kennedy is stupid his lady. Yeah. It's the one, excuse me? Right. I'm sorry, I don't think I heard you correctly. Excuse me? Could you repeat that a little clearer? And then he would just shoot the guy yeah. for shoot telling for, him yeah. that. Shooting the messenger he knew sure. too much. Yeah, exactly. So, that was upset. I, that's that's no. my feel. I'm not a conspiracy guy either, but when I heard that one from one person, I went, that makes the most sense of anything yet. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. it's just the... I, I'm just not sure that the, the, you know, the government is, is organized. Organized crime was organized. Uh, that's yeah. what I think. That's why yeah. it was not, uh, not no. as organized to no. do to do. Boy, was my crazy. dad mad at that JFK movie. He didn't like it? Now young children <laughs> all across America are going to think that there were... It's just... Yep. Well, it was a single bullet because the Warren Commission said that it was <clears throat> a single shooter. So that's what I'm going with. So he's just like whatever the Warren Don't mess with history like that. Uh, <laughs> well, don't put funny ideas in people's heads. Right. That this incomplete <laughs> commission, you know. But I have to say, the movie, even though it is Oliver Stone taking crazy pills and making a movie. Yep. There is there is some it's it's a great movie actually. Yeah. It's a great the one bullet story of like what would this bullet have had to do if it was only one bullet? The crazy route of the yeah. bullet. There were about two or three things in that movie where you go, yeah, Oliver Stone's crazy, but that's kind of weird. 
crazy. And then he got literally the most famous people in the entertainment yeah, to yeah. all to be like, in it. To all go, yeah, I'll do that. But that's why that's why it'd be so crazy if it was just the just the Secret Service that shot him by accident. Yeah. It's like this whole Do you know some directors get all the big folks? I think Oliver Stone can make a call any day and, yeah. and get big schmoes on because I think he makes he tries to make dynamic stuff. Yeah. That he they they know they're going to be in for a crazy making experience, but every so often you get a platoon out of it. Yeah, well, he can get, you know? he can even he can make the call and get Putin. He could get he probably <laughs> yeah, could. He actually. did. He did a documentary of all around. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. What do you say, Putin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cold War's over. What do you say? <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> do we um, know what he sounds like, Oliver Stone? I do. I do actually. He's been on the podcast. Ah. He has a uh, he has a he's one of these uh, these mm. kinds of uh, yeah. voices mm. down. He's this guy. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. this guy down here. Well, I'm reading Rabbley. Vietnam right now, that ridiculous sized book based on the ridiculous sized documentary that's out now. And what does it say? Uh it's holy crap, holy! Just to think of you know he was in the war, mm-hmm. and just thinking of now getting more familiar where they broke the country into different like zones, yeah. and that you were assigned to like a zone, very. Wow, gnarly! Gnarly. It's a, Vietnam is the definition of gnarly. Gnarly yeah. fighting. And you were too. You were you were too young to have gone. to. You know, I was uh, sixty-eight. The worst year of the war. I was ten. Yeah. So, like when I was in my teens, I'd see flickering images. You know, CBS type images. But it was pretty much it was held away. I didn't really see it. I'm, did you see anyone coming back from it though? Do you remember any of that? My brother got nervous. He was six years older than me, so he got a little nervous. But his number didn't quite come up because they kept. Changing the number, they, they're like, okay, we need more guys. <clears throat> we only need 10,000. I thought, no, we meant 100,000. So it got closer and closer to the average Joe. At first, it was just this crazy thing about war. Poor people. That's who goes first. Yeah. You're, Jones, get in there. You're going. You and everybody on your block. <laughs> Anyone in college didn't have to go. And then they were like, uh, okay, we need college people too. Then it was anyone who's married. So people got married immediately. No, no, it's anyone who's got a kid. So everyone started having kids. To not go once they discovered what a nightmare war it was. I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it's it's insane to think when I think of an eighteen-year-old. Like my nephew is eighteen, and he's a kid. He's just like yes. a baby. Yes. Yeah. So you just think like you know this kid. They're like, get over there. There's a there's a whole theory behind that though. I uh, saw the troops in Iraq in '09. Was talking with some commander on top of one of these bases, and he goes, you know, we got about a four-year window, eighteen to twenty-two. Between 18 and 22, you can point to the top of that hill and go, bad guys are up there. Go get them, son. Yep, let's go. Let's get those bad guys. And after 22, you go, hey, the first three times we went up that hill, that kind of sucked. Yeah. Yeah. You think think that's, uh, is that still going to work, you think, boss? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So before Windows, for four years, there's a a black black and white world. There's good guys and bad guys. Do you think that's why there's like that, that's like when you sign up, you get four years, you're in there. It's like all the guys I knew growing up, it's like the guys that joined the military. Maybe so. They wise up after four years. Yeah. I don't know. They start to see the reality of it. You know. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, that's why you're going to take this money that you're going to definitely going to get. Yep. 250 million. Clear. And you're going to give it to all the 18-year-olds. 
<clears throat> to make movies <laughs> <laughs> about not war alternates <laughs> to make war movies JFK war theories movies. Yes. <laughs> to glorify war okay. <laughs> taking notes taking notes <laughs> I, what I didn't it, you, you you're talking like your uh, your multi-state tour was all in a car did you fly to any of these places or are you just driving we did a lot of driving because because I, I like I like that aspect you get a little more sense of a tour of where you are mm-hmm. Physically, geographically, it is it, like the idea of driving across country always sounds great, and then you it do does. it. It does. It's then, not. It's not all. It's cracked. No, up you get sure. about halfway into no. it, and you realize I am in a prison without walls because, the, in, in as far as I can see, there's just corn. Well, interstates suck. Right. But like when you're on the highways, it's like you know, like I'd rather to go to San Francisco. I'd rather take the 101 than the five. Because right. it's like you're driving through towns. It's more interesting. But it's like when you're on an interstate, you're in the middle of nowhere. And it's just, uh, the entire country looks the same. Well, so you try and spice it up. So we'll, we'll do a lot of two-lane blacktops. We'll take the old go. Route 50 between so-and-so and so-and-so. Nice. And sometimes regret it horribly. <laughs> <laughs> but because you're behind every giant um, you know, combine machine that can only go 12 miles an hour. And you yeah. take a half an hour to pass it, then you stop at the drugstore to get something, and you watch the thing go lumbering <laughs> past, and you go, oh, dear God, now we have to pass it again. But how else would you have found out about Tom Mix other than using the internet? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> other than just looking it up and finding out. To learn about his dubious death. It yeah. really blows me away to think that when I was a kid, my, my dad really did not like flying, and so we drove a lot of places. And, uh, and, and you... To just think that there was a time not that long ago where you didn't know what the condition of the town was going to be where you went or the hotel or no, you just no. you stopped and asked people you didn't know how do I get to this thing and Absolutely. they told you and you well, you went through every town if you took the old the cool thing about the all old, the stuckies the yeah. old routes were the ones that went through every town and when they put the freeway system in it pretty much you could tell when that town died the year that that town died was the year that they built that thing to go past the town well yeah like yeah. if you go to if you it's if, all through the fifties all these towns all died route sixty six well that's what's yeah. that, wasn't like Psycho like had like a reference to that like the the motel started doing poorly when they there was like a freeway that yeah. they made and then guys like Colonel Sanders went I got a great idea I'm gonna bring the restaurant to the interlopes to it well to the <laughs> to the clover leaf yep. Yeah. That was very smart. It was very smart. And then so then the they didn't have to go there. all the way into town, which could be five miles away from the interstate. Yeah. Now they could just go, baby, go. How many Cracker Barrels did you stop at? Lots, because I wanted those little peanut logs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those yeah, were pretty yeah. good. Yeah. They were yeah. deadly even then. Yeah. They all, uh, it, it, I remember having to entertain myself in the back of a car with like a, a coloring book or just like a book with just word games. I had sunglasses that you could pop the lenses out and put uh, psychedelic lenses in them. Well, that nice. hours of fun. Done. Yeah, yeah. Done. <laughs> That's a whole day. All day. Uh, we were driving in northern Michigan, and there were nothing but tree stumps. But I could put these cosmic lenses on and go, now they're pink tree stumps. <laughs> <laughs> and then we keep seeing signs for uh, Little Barrel. Uh, what's Little Barrel? Little Barrel, two miles. And... Uh, Eventually, after about four of those, where, where's this little barrel? Where is this dumb town that keeps saying it's two miles away? Uh, that's when I realized my entire family needed glasses because it was litter barrel uh, <laughs> two miles away. Because back then, they, you know, uh, you threw your garbage out the windows. Right. 
uh, before the campaign of the Native American with the glycerin the tear. And tear. Yeah, the glycerin yeah. tear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was totally a glycerin tear. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to say, be sad on cue. He's not yeah. going to, no. Yeah. no. You know, yeah. they, and to make that commercial, they still had to throw garbage at his feet. They still did. Yeah, so maybe the, he did cry at first, and then it just became... Then it maybe just, that was just grease that splattered up from you know, the garbage. You know what was beautiful, though? Uh, even after you found out it was a litter barrel, no less exciting to stop and get a picture with it, to see the majesty of there the was some very scenic uh, litter barrels up by Lake Michigan. Yep. Yeah, with the great sleeping bear sand dunes in the background. Oh, that's nice. Well, we, we threw out the remnants from our... Everything was cherries up there. So you got cherry pie, cherry drinks. It was all cherries, fresh cherries. It was the cherry capital. And wh- what... Traverse are, City, Michigan. What are, some of your, what are some of your favorite places to stop? If, people, if someone's driving across America, where... Oh, or, uh, hands down, Oregon Trail. Okay. You must see the ruts of the Oregon Trail. In Wyoming has the most pristine collection of original ruts from the freaking Oregon Trail. You look at it and you go, there's no question about it. I'm looking at history right in front of my freaking face. Wow. So many wagons went over these areas that they wore three feet deep ruts in the, in the sandstone. And that's a lot of wagons. Yeah. So you start to get a sense and you see these, they, they have... They have uh, Signature Rock, mm-hmm. Wagon Master, 1846. <laughs> and then you see John Klein, 1992. <laughs> it's like scratched in there, too. So Jenkins, please kill me. Jenkins, yeah. please airbrush that away from the Wagon Master. <laughs> so they put up the cheesy fencing now so you can't reach the Signature Rock because too many Joes have come in there and put their own mark. Of course. Yeah, as you would. As you would to, yeah, as you to, would to a historical a piece of, yeah, yeah, exactly, piece. nature. Yeah. Of course, you've got to put your fucking yeah. uh, your handprint on You know what? This is really cool. Let's wreck it. Let's wreck it. <laughs> but so I'm going to wreck Oregon it. Trail, for sure. You're not so tough, Oregon Trail. I wasn't so hard. I just wrote my name on it. What's the big deal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not that hard. <laughs> and deserts. Go see the... We have fantastic... Uh, Nevada. North... North... Western Nevada, uh, nobody, nobody's there. Utah is pretty incredible. Utah is unbelievable. It's like it's like driving across another planet. Have you driven across Utah? No, no. Holy well, I've driven to Salt Lake. Shit. Yeah, I made a movie there, Sundown, a Vampire in Retreat. Yep. in 1988, which was like pre ATMs and everything there. The great thing about Moab, Utah, it's since been overrun with outdoor enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, I take my car, my crappy car, and drive it on these old uranium roads that mm-hmm. they put in in the 50s. Because we need uranium to <laughs> defeat the communists. So <laughs> they put in, they bulldoze thousands of miles of, of these roads across BLM land, government land. So I take my car and drive it as far as I could. Then it got really gnarly. I'd park it, take my bike out, and ride that as far as I could ride it. Then when that got gnarly, I just would throw the bike down because it was no one going to take sure. my bike. Then I would just walk as far as I could with no water, which was really smart, really smart. <laughs> but Utah, you could get you could get lost. You could there's acres and acres of of government land where there's nobody lives there. Yeah, yeah. and it all looks the same. Yeah, but it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's just the most. It just it looks like um, it just looks like everything's just like an oil painting in yeah. every direction. It just looks like an. It oil is, painting. and then you look down in a ravine and see a cow that's dying in a ravine. That stuck there in the in a wilderness uh, where I hiked in Utah. Um, you can still uh, graze cattle, but in the West you need a hundred acres per head of cattle in order to give them enough forage because there's nothing there. You've seen Utah; yeah. there's nothing to eat. So we have to have a hundred acres per head of cattle. So there's cattle where they shouldn't be, and um, like in this ravine, because you look down, and you go, 
Okay, well, no one's coming to get that thing. I think that cow uh, stripped that guy's girl. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Like that cow. <laughs> so it was revenge. It was, so yeah. you come to Don Scoliolio? Excuse me? Excuse that's me? That almost turned into scoliosis. Scoliosio is just bent yeah. over all the time. <laughs> Why are you trying to tell me? <laughs> I know I can't stand up straight. Well, they changed it at Ellis Island. It was scoliosio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds too cool. Like I'm crippled or something. <laughs> Change it to Smithy Ocio. <laughs> Why did you decide to write a book? Um, the last 15 years, a lot of crazy stuff has transpired. The industry's gone weird and different now. It has. Um, everyone's wearing tights, and they they fly around and beat the crap bat, out of bat each suits other. And, yeah, yeah. and throw each other through buildings. <laughs> All the buildings. All the buildings. Every character. Uh, See on the call sheet today, Wonder Woman, it's your building day. (laughs) You're going through a building. Okay, that's good. It was Hulk last week. You're going to take this building out over here. Yeah. I have to say, a lot of actors will look at those actors up there and they'll go, Robert Downey Jr., you have an amazing life, an amazing career. And I'm like, he's never going to take that stupid suit off. He's no. going to be on a green screen set looking at tennis balls for the next decade. Well, his, his in it particular... what you wish for, his Bobby. In <laughs> but his in particular is pretty great because the Iron Man suit, he basically, they're just shooting him from the neck up. Oh, no. They're shooting when he takes the helmet off. That's yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. When the helmet is on, it's, it's Joe Stinkowitz. No, no, right. But, but those shots when he's in the Iron Man That's head, right. They, they, he yeah. does that uh, with a GoPro in his apartment. It just is in his That's apartment. That's on Saturday. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You got yeah. until 10 a.m. and then I got to yeah. go walk my dog. Yeah, just they say just uh, put the hat rig on him and it's just right just there. Just say Jarvis a couple times. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, but those movies, I will say this, having been a, uh, an actor who has been in a lot of genre stuff that is monsters and special effects, it requires a certain type of acting that can be repetitive and not that creative. <laughs> You're acting per storyboard. Right. These yeah. guys bring in sh- truckloads of storyboards. What are we doing today, pal? Storyboard number 418B <laughs> through 22, if we're lucky, maybe 23. Ah, acting. Mm. Yeah. So, and when you show up, there's nothing to look at. Yeah. And there's guys with, you know, uh, literally tennis balls on sticks and that you follow this way and that way. And ready and shake. Ready and shake. So that's what you're hearing all day. You're hearing strange cues and things. There's, right. no, there's no real sense of like, like I, in Ash vs. Evil Dead, in three seasons, there's not been one scene sitting two people at a table talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't. No, because halfway through the conversation, some a demon has to attack. Something yeah. has to go. So it's all it's all rope a dope. If you have a scene like that, you're only doing it to, just to make people go. Are they just talking? <laughs> and then you know. Well, also, Ash vs. Evil Dead is like episodes are what twenty five minutes. They're they're thirty minutes. They're thirty minutes. Yeah. yeah. And so that it's that's really just enough time to accomplish like one thing in each episode and then you got to fight is. a monster. Yeah. It's like you're just coming off the last adventure and then you got to establish the new adventure and then you got to fight the thing and then the episode's over. It's over. And Rob Tappert, uh, my producing partner who produces the show, he recommended the half hour. We thought, geez, I don't know, it seems quick. But now that we're doing it, yeah. The half hour seems totally right because right as you start to look at your watch, the end credits are right. Yeah. right, right, right they're right, they're right. done. I think it fits sort of a modern attention span. 
And it also keeps the pace of the show. The Walking Dead, man, there's no rat-a-tat-tat dialogue in that show. And this is my brother's show. I'll never say anything bad about that show. But the pace of it is going to be the pace of it because it's an hour long. Right. So you are going to have scenes at the table. How's everything going? Yeah. Well, pretty good, I guess. How's it going for you? (laughs) Still good. Well, I'm a little worried about Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you... Yeah. You're gonna have scenes like that. Do you want scenes like that with Ash? You, yeah, you just gotta. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Those Get scenes in. are always just like um, we have a really expensive stunt coming up. <laughs> we better we had to out. shoot two scenes without anything happening. Because <laughs> three scenes from now, it's gonna get big. But also, it's a relief because if you're binge watching the show and you go, "Oh, it's a half hour show. I can catch up with this in, a, in an afternoon." You yeah. know, like I oh, just yeah. watch it all. Yeah. Oh, if you're a binger, we're easy money. Yeah, yeah. You can do a whole season in you know five hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I keep uh, I keep falling behind on Game of Thrones because I'm like, ah, I don't have ten hours. It's an investment. It is. Yeah. A, it's a it real really investment. is. It's a real investment. Cool show. Yeah, it's it's all right if you like that sort of thing. I like this sort of classy production. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with like super good actors production. and great scripts and <laughs> you know real location. Yeah, yeah if you, I like all that cool photography. <laughs> yeah, but, but if you're not if you're not into all that bullshit, yeah. I guess it's all right. Yeah. Mm. That sort of thing. Mm. But uh, uh, are you guys doing another season? Do you know? It's up to the TV gods now. The TV gods. We've done all of our deal. We've uh, we've shot season three. It's coming out uh, February twenty fifth. Later right. than usual. It is by six months. Uh, they sort of swapped us with Outlander, uh, their popular show. Right. Um, they're trying us in a new slot because fall is pretty brutal by all accounts. Yeah. As far as a slot for an actual TV show. So they think maybe uh, when people are want to hang themselves in late February, <laughs> they'll go, okay, turn on Ash vs. Evil Dead. At least that guy's got it as bad as we do I'll up just, here in I'll Nebraska. I'll hang myself for five hours. Five hours <laughs> while I binge. All right. Start up the VCR. Well, I mean, just the, the idea that anyone would watch anything when it airs is so crazy. It, it's too antiquated. It, it needs, to, well, for us, it's uh, illegal downloading. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's what gets you. That's what I want. Every time Stars goes, oh, the numbers are a little off. I'm like, not the pirated numbers. Yeah, those, yeah, those are right. sky high. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <they're> <laughs> we're number one. <laughs> so it's like, and the funny thing is, you really do need to find out why is that happening? How is that happening? How can we track that? How can we make money off of that? Yeah, yeah. If they can just figure out a way to make money off of illegal downloads, we'd be fine. Well, well, well that was the idea with iTunes. It's like if, if these shows on premium channels would just like the next day you can buy or rent the episode on iTunes or Amazon. I think that would you know that would get rid of a lot of not all piracy, but it would just be like you'd make a another chunk of change. I think don't they it. do that in Europe? They do. Bam, everything goes. Oh, really? To fight piracy, they yeah. should. They should release everything everywhere on the same day. But I also think there are certain shows that uh, that nerds in particular enjoy, and nerds are the ones who are going to pirate stuff. You know, like they're the ones who are going to. They're also the ones that build the culture of a show. Like if it's like if an episode is coming out once a week, it's like they're the ones talking about it for an entire week before the next episode comes yeah. out. So it's like you drop an entire bunch of episodes, and it's going to get everywhere immediately. But if you drop it once a week, you're going to keep people talking about you the keep show the longer. frenzy going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You throw a little chum in the water every so often. We're going yeah. to we're going to solve. <laughs> Solve television, you guys. We're going to do it. We're not going to leave until we solve television. Yeah. Let's do this. Bruce, roll up your sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Jenkins, roll up Just- my sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> let's get started. I don't, I don't get paid for this. <laughs> Please, just let me die. <laughs> my father warned me about him. 
No, Jenkins, that's why I put a robot heart on you. You can never die. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keeping them That's what you spend $250 million on. You put on a, a robot heart in Jenkins. And a robot. Die. Robot Jenkins. Oh, I guess I would. Maybe robotics? I don't know. But robotics, you know what it is? You spend $250 million on, on a bunch of worthless research. That thing would still be falling down your front steps every time yeah. it went out. <laughs> and you'd go, I spent $100 million. You shouldn't yeah. be falling down that one little gap in, in the just, thing. Yeah. You just can't uh, I'm so sorry, yeah. uh, Chris. Well, there was like a security bot in some building that like had the whole floor mapped out. And it still decided to just roll itself into like the fountain and kill right. itself. Like, <laughs> not this life. Sweet release. <laughs> I just realized my whole life is a program. Yeah. What is the point? Missed latest update. <laughs> Motion sensor update. No, you're right. It is. It's still they just you know they still can't conquer that last inch. So you step. think that you were actually being really cool, like Elon Musky, like going, "Hey man, yeah, working on my robot." Well, he keeps because it know, sounds great. By yeah. the way, he keeps warning us that there's going to be an AI apocalypse, but his cars can drive themselves. And we should listen to Elon Musk because he's 100% a robot. He is clearly <laughs> a, a robot. He didn't say that he was, like, fearing it. He did he's say just, he was fearing he it. He is fearing it? He's terrified of it. He said we need to do something uh, to, to because uh, AI apocalypse is a real thing. These computers are going to become self-aware. Yes, created by me. Created yeah, by exactly. me. Yeah. I'll be fine. I'm worried about you guys. It's yeah. like a Dwight D. Eisenhower. We should be afraid of the military-industrial yeah. complex. Yeah. I'm like, isn't that you? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you afraid of? Why are you afraid? Oh, nobody. I'm fine. It's complex. I'm fine. I'll be fine. I'm Dwight D. Eisenhower. I have one question for Elon Musk, though. What is with the tunnels? Yeah, I don't know. He's that got a drilling a... thing. Yeah, I know. The boring project. Did he, did he do, like, did he build tunnels as a kid? What's yeah. the fascination? I don't know. I, I'm just concerned that he's had so many good ideas for stuff that are sort of followed through on. There's yeah. a couple that are going to be like, oh, I don't know about that one. I mean, burrowing six levels down into the crust of the earth in a seismically active part of the country just seems like not a great idea, yeah. but I'm hoping that he thought about it. I'm not a seismologist, it. but I, I played one on television. <laughs> That's a seismologist jacket you're wearing right there. Thank you. This is my Thurston Howell jacket. It is, it is such a Thurston Howell Double jacket. Double brushed it, because I'm hosting Last Fan Standing tonight. Oh, nice. And yes. Where's I'm a that? host. I'm entering the Wink Martindale phase of my career. <laughs> you need to host a game show. 60s, in my 60s. I, I, I wanna, this is my show. Last Fan Standing. Everybody who comes in has gets a clicker, so everybody plays. Yep. There's there's no rope of dopes. Nobody's been vetted, so we could get basically a serial killer up there. Sure. We don't know. Great. We don't care. Um, and uh, <laughs> so they, for come, they come in. Yeah, it's great for ratings. <laughs> so they vote. We do a, a prelim round of like twenty some odd questions, and then take the top four who got the clickest, fastest clicks and the most accuracy. Yep. They come up. Then we cook the top four down to the last fan standing, but they're. They're all geeky questions, you know. Yeah. How much does Thor's hammer weigh? Right. Stuff oh, is like there that. an actual number to Thor's hammer? There is, and I heard it once, and I couldn't believe that someone actually knew that. Oh, I, I'm not surprised. But that someone our knows test it. is, if I know the answer, it's a bad question. Got it. These are total <laughs> full-on geek, you know, massive yeah. geek questions that I'm like, I can't even pronounce. Lord is a goth from Planet Mushmush. You know, I can't even. <laughs> Sounds from like the, you just from did. the fifth Jedi Return of the, you know, Darth. Guy. Isn't it kind of funny that you? <laughs> kind of funny that you that you're sort of the you're sort of the uh, the, the like a, a god in this world, 
and so much of it is so foreign to you. I don't know anything about any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bruce, how long have you liked horror movies? I uh, never really have, uh, yeah. frankly. <laughs> whoa, 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 what? A woman at a signing came up, and she gave me some poetry. Here's some poetry you'll really like. And it was the most vile shit I've ever read in my life. I couldn't get past the first stanza. Mm. I mean, it was offensively, like... Just graphic? Oh, graphic mutilation and, you know, just the darkest, gnarliest stuff. But I would like that because I'm that guy in those horror movies. That's right. Oh, thank you so much for this. Beautiful work. (laughs) Beautiful work. Yeah, but at the same time, you're not that guy. You're very upset about the gore and the the violence happening around you. So why would they think? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My character doesn't like violence or gore either. He doesn't? No. He's not into that. He just uh, he just does what he's he what needs to be done to him in a yeah. crazy mixed up world. That's all he's trying to do. <laughs> Jeez, he's just a fella. Are you are you uh, do you have any other acting projects coming oh, up? Oh, here we go now. Start with the awkward questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that Los Angeles? Hey man, how you been? Oh great, I just did a pilot. Uh, that's all it is. Stand up routine. No, I just asked how you were. Yeah, yeah, that's how, how I am. What you were? That's how I am. That's how I am. I define myself by, yeah, by what that. I'm doing. Well, what's that's next? it. What's next for you? Um, next? Actually, no. A guy had the perfect question. He goes, you "Got any big projects coming up?" And I <laughs> said, "No, ones? actually, I got a bunch of little ones coming that's up." So funny. Uh, I want to do more writing because it has reminded me that I actually really like this world. Uh, there's like not as many chefs. You make a movie, and there's lots of people with lots of very strong opinions. Yes. Uh, you make a book. Uh, my editor in New York, he, he said, hey, in this one chapter, you sounded a, a little crabby. And I went, okay, I'll, take, I'll get rid of those two paragraphs. And that's it. That's it. That yeah. was for this book. That's great. So, mm. um, you know, and if you are willing to pony up, you can, they'll let you do the design and everything as long as you just pay for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you know, all. This won't cost you guys anything. They're like, okay, then go ahead and do it yourself then. And you're going to do all the marketing and you're yeah. going to do all of you, the... So you're touring, are you? How many cities are you guaranteeing us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, but the good news is in publishing, they know how to add and subtract, I've found. They do? Yeah. Oh, so you actually get the... Yeah, I got the first check from the first book 15 years ago and I, I sent it back with a, a note. I said, uh, there must be some horrible mistake here. I'm supposed to sue you for five years, get nothing, yeah. <laughs> and then you give me a little, a little bonus. After where's, the fun in, where's the fun in just getting paid <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the way the contract says I'm I supposed to? I thought this to. was a game. <laughs> so it was really nice to see that, that because the overhead is pretty low, too. Oh, yeah. Studio accounting is insane. Like Film studio accounting is yeah. so insane yeah. that yeah. there are some of the most popular films... Of all time. Or George still like, Lucas owes 20th Century Fox $70 million still, probably. I mean, it's... Yeah. yeah. Back it's, to the Future, like, they technically, I think they said, still <laughs> hasn't right. made its money back. Right. There's still $100 yeah. million dollars in debt. Yeah. From... Back to the Future. From, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah. from... Oh, from, just... Yeah. Yeah, from the hoverboard that they created and then hid from yeah, the world. that's right. It's very expensive to keep all that technology hidden. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny. I was talking to a fellow who was having issues with a studio, and um, they were going through the process of beginning to check books and forensic accounting and stuff. And eventually what the studio said to them, without mincing too many words, was get in line. Oh, shit. 
Do you think you're the first person coming after us looking for back end money? Jeez. Do you know how long the list is of people that you're going to get? Well, they can just keep, they can just keep hiding it because they can just keep Absolutely. shifting around. The, oh, well, actually, we paid for this, and then we're still having you recouped. sued us, so we applied all those legal bills to the back end of your show. So you made this longer. So sorry, we're sorry that you're causing problems for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. James Garner, only actor, sued two studios, one each time. Really Whoa. unbelievable. Um, but that guy, he fought in the worst war of Korea, the absolute worst battle of Korea, screwed up both of his knees, wound up falling down a mountainside to escape from it, and was never afraid of anything ever again. He's like, you think I'm going to be afraid of Jack Warner? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, are you kidding me? These guys don't, have, there's nothing real about this world. I just came from Korea. Leave me alone. <laughs> real solid guy. And the first one was over Maverick. The second one was over uh, his his... His crazy show. His oh, Rockford Fox. Rockford Fox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over cash, over money. And he held out both times. He said he worked an extra 10 years to finance the one lawsuit. And he won. Because they kept going, don't, Jim, don't, Jim, don't do it. You know, because they, they'll, they'll win. They'll wiggle out of it somehow, and then they, you won't work and yeah. all this stuff. And he was like, nah, I'm good. Uh, that's awesome. And so his, after they won, he was never allowed to disclose the amount that he got for Rockford Files. But his wife took a took her lipstick and put a giant red V on their front door, and they left it until it peeled off from the weather. What you was, know, what, just V for victory. Oh, v for victory <laughs> was like, you know, fuck you. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's really that takes. Uh, not too many people were able to do that. Uh, there's a lot of actors who I think have gone after studios. Well, you can't now. It's probably even harder because it, they're all corporations. Like, it used to just yeah, be, boy. like, a guy, you know, you're suing yeah. Jack. But now you're suing, like, a, a, a multinational Sony. conglomerate. Yeah. Yeah, boy, that's got to be... And everybody wants to settle, you know? Why don't we... Come on over, let's have a meeting. And no right. one really wants to go to trial. Arbitration makes sense to me, actually. Yeah. Because you actually do avoid a lot of trials. Because you go, we got until 5 o'clock, guys. You're in this room, you're in that room. What's your problem? What's your problem? And let's some, figure it out. Some expert goes, okay... Oh, I've heard your story. I heard your bogus stories. Let's do. <laughs> let's do this. And sometimes they settle because it does, You will save hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, court. That's expensive, man. Well, yeah. yeah just as a dude, you can't. I don't have a. I don't have an army of lawyers. Yeah. That work around the clock. Yeah, and their lawyers, they like this stuff. Oh yeah. You know, makes them feel alive. Oh, yeah. an actor's going after us. Yeah. But here's here's two approaches. One actor I knew who had issues with merchandising. Started to sue, continued to sue. They had very angry meetings in boardrooms where they're saying, call this off. No, I'm not going to call it off. Guy doesn't get a penny, got nowhere. Hmm. The other actor took a completely zen approach and went, hey, the past is the past. Can we reset the deal? Start from zero all over again? (laughs) You just keep all that money you had before. I didn't need any of that. But let's make a good deal now. And this person made a lot of money. Oh, wow. That's a great... But boy, that takes such restraint to go... Because what happened was, in the first case, the actor was calling them liars. You're lying. There's money here. And they they don't like to be called liars. They don't enjoy that. No. Uh, And so the other actor was like, you're not lying. I didn't have a problem with it. But how about we just rethink that? That's smart. And it worked. It worked because you never called anyone a crook. You didn't accuse them of anything. Well, it's so it's so tempting to want to attack because yes. you're mad and you're venting and it feels good. But 
you always have to remember at what cost. Because if you attack someone, they're going to get defensive. And once they get defensive, they're not going to listen to you. And they're not going to go, you know what? He's right. We're a bad company. <laughs> We've really... Yeah. We should rethink this. You sure caught us with our pants down. Yeah. No one had ever... I, I admire your moxie. I'm going to fire our entire accounting department. How does that sound? Because they sure screwed this up. <laughs> Why haven't we been looking out for the little guy? <laughs> What's wrong? Did we lose our way? This ent- <laughs> <laughs> Golly, we've learned a lesson today. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for calling me a liar and an asshole. Here's $20 million. Uh, <laughs> Take it. You know, plus damages. 30. Here's yeah. 30 Yeah. Here's $250 million. What else can I do for you? Tax-free. <laughs> Never going to happen. Nope. Never going to happen. But wouldn't you love in a great court, can one of these giant court cases for the guy just to stop halfway through and go, I'm, I'm sorry, Judgy Wudgy. <laughs> I did love it. That. I did it. I pushed the guy down the stairs. Yeah. I totally did it. Yeah. Right here. What else do you need? Let's just yeah. wrap all this up. Let's yeah. wrap, I'm hungry. Yeah. Can we yeah. go lunch? Can we go? This is a like, lot when longer. When would that happen? Has it ever happened, do you think? No. Well, I mean, not I'm sh- maybe not a high-profile case. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, not, maybe not like in the Kennedy case or uh, in a high-profile case. But I'm sure at some point someone's been like, yeah, you know what? I, you got me. I just can't. Hey, the Vietnam book. Johnson, not, I'm not running for re-election. Those words never come out of a guy in office. For him to say, I'm not, I'm not running, because yeah. they were right in the middle of the re-election. He was the, he was just about to start campaigning, and he was like, "Nope, nope, no. I'm I'm out," and that, that basically flabbergasted everybody. Have you ever heard that recording of him ordering pants from the Hager Corporation? <laughs> it's the <laughs> well, best. Those recordings in general are are pretty. Have awesome. you heard it? Uh, not that one in particular. He's he's buying. I'm sure. I, I feel like I mentioned maybe not for years. I've mentioned this on the podcast, but he's or, Pre, Lyndon Johnson is ordering pants from one of the Hagers, make the Hager, <laughs> yeah. and he's describing <laughs> he's describing how he wants the pants cut, and it's just this like good old boy talking about how he wants the crotch cut, and he keeps saying the word bunghole. He's like, oh, no. So you know where the... And then the guy, the guy is and like... Uh, you gotta a, leave room for my bunghole. That's what he says. That's exactly what he says. <laughs> I have an unusually shaped bunghole, and you gotta allow for that. But that's, but that's exactly yeah. what he... And, and this poor guy, this Hager, is like, yes, Mr. President? Like, he, what's he supposed to say? Well, you know why I wear the pants come up <laughs> now in the bunghole? Now my legs are a little bow-legged, so yeah. what I want you to do is cut the outside seam two inches longer than the inside <laughs> seam. I'm gonna... I, I'm actually... I'm gonna pull this up right now so you can, so you can hear this. I'll bet it's awesome. Yeah, uh, Lyndon. Some would say I love his swearing hips. too. He's a great. He swears all the time. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and in the '60s, it was all goddamn. That's yeah. what it was. Goddamn. Get we got that Vietnam. That goddamn it, man. We okay, gotta we go. get out of that goddamn <laughs> war. Here we go. Oh wait. No, it's an ad. Stop it. I don't want an ad. <laughs> wow, Chris. If you just wanted to show us your sick beats, you could have just said so. Well, you know. Hello, Mr. Hager. Joe, uh, uh, is your father the one that uh, makes uh, clothes? Yes, sir. We're all together. It's a cold Joe cold. made me some real lightweight slacks uh, uh, that he just made up on his own. Sent to me three or four months ago. It's a kind of a light brown and a light green, rather soft green and soft brown. Now, I need about six pairs for summer wear. <laughs> I need about six pairs uh, wear around in the evening when I come in from work. And I can send you a pair. I want them a half an inch larger in the waist than they were before. Except I want two or three inches of stuff left back in there so I can take them up. I vary 10 or 15 pounds a month. 
So uh, leave me at least two and a half, three inches in the back where I can let them out or take them up. And put, make these a half inch bigger in the waist. Make the pockets at least an inch pounds a month, he varies. That's my insane. Money, my money and my knife, everything fall out. Wait just My knife, present. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Hello, yeah. Now, another thing with crotch down where your nuts hang <laughs> is always a little too tight. So oh, you make them no. up, the boys hang low. Down where they Because they cut what, me. It's just like oh. riding a, a wire fence. These are almost, these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But you know where but, the balls uh, are. They're down there. When I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. Like so, I said, 10 to 15 pounds. Me, uh, you never do have much margin there. Let's yeah. see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper is. Oh my God! He's, he's drinking beer while he's talking to this guy. He just said bunghole. So I can let it out there if I need to. Oh my God! Now be sure you got the best zippers in them. These are good that I Don't have. Skip. And uh, fashion magnates. Yeah. I would sure be grateful. Man, if my noodle gets caught in that zipper, I, mean, <laughs> I let out a howl. It is. <laughs> and the Secret Service comes running, and I say it's nothing. I just call my hooter and the zipper. Did you ever hear the, uh, the Colonel Sanders, <laughs> oh like, terrible, God. him trying to do voiceover? It's, like, later in his years, and he's just, like, he can't get, he's just, like, it's, like, most, most, most folks, most, most folks, uh, all right, all right, Colonel, we'll, we'll just do it one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just, most, most folks don't, 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 like, he just keeps, like, Where the chicken stuck. comes into the bunghole, <laughs> or you got to go. Well, there's all those great audio outtakes. You've heard half of them, right? I mean, John, Drunk John Wayne. Drunk John yeah, Wayne. That's awesome. Orson Welles, they're Orson all great. Wells, but this one, there, there are so many gems in there. Number one, the president carries a knife, which yeah, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, he, he doesn't want it to fall out. Doesn't want it to yeah. fall out. Also, as you pointed out, 10 to 15 pounds a oh, month? A month. Because, yeah. you know, next month is... It's a rhubarb pie month. And well, I'm definitely gonna, and, uh, I'm going to need more bunghole room for the rhubarb pie. <laughs> i got to order up more troops, and I get hungry every time. Every time. Every time I get in God there. Goddamn Vietnam making me just swell up like a balloon. And it, cuts, I mean, it cuts me down there. If you're cuts anger, me. do you just hang up the phone and go, what just happened? What happened? Yeah. Was that the, <laughs> the burp? Is the, yeah. the, the best? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, where was I? <laughs> he's just—he's drinking a warm Budweiser. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> with a cigarette in the ashtray. Yeah. Johnson, man, he was such the real deal. And between him and the Kennedys, holy crap! You can tell Kennedy's like, ah, uh, uh, yeah, I need need uh, him for the the Southern Democrats. Uh, yeah, right. You know, he's a yeah. he's a little crass. He's crude. He's probably uh, war- he's warning Jackie. <laughs> uh, he's a little rough around. <laughs> yeah, he's farting at the. <laughs> yeah, he becomes now. Hey. Yeah. Well, you're pretty. <laughs> but I loved that uh, he he uh, he described it as uh, as riding a barbed wire fence because his pants get too tight, where his nuts hang. You know, down. when I gain my 15 pounds, I need to let it's that all out. nut weight. It's all bunghole and nut a, weight. He needs a Jenkins to make those calls. I for gained him. about 14 pounds in my bunghole. Well, that sounds. What's the slack company with the flaps on the side? Dockers? No, I thought it was like Hagar. Hagar, yeah. yeah. Hagar. That's, that's them. Yeah, well, maybe after this conversation, they created the flaps on the side, because then you flick them and you can sli- it's on a slider. Oh, they yeah. were for Johnson. You, 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 they were for the Johnsons. The bunghole line. 10 to 15 yeah. pounders. Yeah, it's, that's, it's perfect. Like riding the rail. <laughs> I was hoping my wife would come down and say, you know, uh, uh, Army of Darkness is my wife's favorite movie. Wow. All time. Wow. And she has a thing downstairs because she collects some horror props, and she has a... Mask of evil ash 
uh, downstairs that she bought at an auction. Impressive. And was heartbroken that she bid on uh, like a skeleton, one of the skeletons. Oh, oh wow! And then she didn't get it, and uh, she didn't get it in the auction. Maybe she could bid on one day on. Um, we could, it was Skeletor was Sam's name for it. Oh, that's great! I had to, I had to fight. Skeletor, but we wound up nicknaming it either Drunkator or Strokator. <laughs> because the guys, it was operated by three guys with, ca- with cables, and this stupid skeleton had, you know, Strokator. <laughs> you never knew when, what part Do of Do you smell toast? <laughs> no, you never knew which part would stop functioning immediately halfway through a take. So I'd go to fight him, and the sword is supposed to come at me from a certain angle. They'd call action, and some guy would pull the cable, and that they would spin around and like go to poke me in the bunghole. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so it was actually, I was the most terrified fighting then, I think, rather than a stunt guy because you never knew this mechanical didn't, thing. You legitimately didn't know no. I was going to No, he was fighting out. like he was drunk, like a drunk skeleton. And still, so. like one of the, you know, like that was all stop motion and, and, and uh, in that movie, right? There was, there was... It, it was Sam's theory, Sam Raimi's theory is um, a little bit of everything. Yeah. So there were guys in rubber suits in the in the background, yep. in the foreground, they dug trenches, and it was guys with rod puppet skeletons. Yep. So there were a bunch of different layers. Yep. And then you'd have animated skeletons, too, the Ray Harryhausen style. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. So Sam thought, throw the whole mixed bag at them so they don't really know what they're looking at. We did cheese ball. Uh, we did in, Intravision, which mm-hmm. lasted about an hour and a half. What was it? Uh, a nightmare process. <laughs> it was front screen projection. Oh, right. You were in front of not a green screen, but a silver screen. Right. Because you were projecting an image that you had already shot. This is why it was a nightmare. You had to shoot the footage already that you were you were projecting. So schedule-wise, everything you shot on IntroVision had to already be shot because you were projecting it and then interacting with it. Wow. So it'd be an animated piece of a skeleton Drunk, yes. drunk a tour doing stuff <laughs> animated and then I'm now in front of the silver screen and they have it these four pin um, cameras to make the registration really tight so it, they can't record sound because they, they, they're getting up to speed it's like it's very sexy oh wow <laughs> and then you're, act, you're, you're literally acting by numbers because at 17 you need to be facing this way by 19, you'd be, be turn and duck at 22 and then turn back over here. So it was, you know, 18, 19. The guy literally had a megaphone. And so you just, it was sort of dance-like. And at the, when you're doing that, I'm sure you're thinking, I'm doing it. I'm acting. I'm acting. <laughs> this happening. is great. This is great. <laughs> I still was at that point. Oh, that's nice. It's though. movies like Army of Darkness that broke that from me. Of course. <laughs> yeah. They, they sort of <laughs> beat that out of me. Took it one out of you, one special squeeze, effect at a time. Squeezed it all out. But it was, the funny thing is, if you can master the technical, the most technical side of a movie, you're, you got it covered. Because it is a very technical process. You actually, yeah. the one thing I told the younger actors on Ash vs. Evil Dead, because they, they were not hit, hitting their marks, like literally missing the marks on the floor. Your toes have to hit a mark at a certain spot. Otherwise, you will potentially be out of focus, and they cannot use it under any circumstances. It could be the best take ever, and they can't use it. Yeah. So I'd tell them, you know, hey, that performance was great. They can't use it. How's that feel? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it feels like you just wasted your life, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And it feels like crap. 
And, and guess what? They hit their marks. <laughs> they hit their marks. That's such a, that's, that's such a tough dad. How's yeah. that feel? How's that feel? How's that feel? How's that feel, Scooter? Nice job. Nice job, Zach. wheel fell right off. How's that feel? useless. Yeah, you broke your nose. How's that feel? I feel pretty good. lost a couple teeth. How's that feeling? You like to not? You like to fail, huh? Great. You little shit. Bruce, what are you doing? Don't you run away when I'm teaching you a lesson. Uh, Hail to the chin is is it? It's out. Yes, it's actually out. It's yeah. uh, in stores now. We clawed our way to number eight on the New York Times bestseller list. That's pretty great. It's pretty good. The um, the personal victory for me was Michigan in September. Uh, we were the number one uh, autobiography in Michigan in September, and Hillary was number two. All right. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> no. And the, and I'm not gloating, by the way. It's just it's always a good reminder that anybody can get in that race and compete in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. E- even little B movie actors can compete with former secretaries of state. That's yeah. you know you yeah. can get in there. You know, and it's it's it, I have no malice toward her whatsoever, or the people uh, building stuff in the other room. <laughs> um, they're painting the outside of the house. What are you making but, the house bigger? It is. Yeah. It's just fun to get. It's just fun to get in there. That's the goal. Is obviously not. I don't really care what the ranking is. It's right. just You don't want it to lay an egg. I just hate yeah. laying eggs. I don't care what the ranking is, number eight. But it's uh, it's very important. <laughs> but it's almost it's it's kind of like a it's a sequel book just because it really just picks up where it is. Uh, it's fifteen yeah. years after the first one left off. Yeah. So it's very linear. You could. Splice them together and have a heck of a time. That's nice. Yeah. Fifteen years now is the final one, though. That ne- the next trilogy. Fifteen years from now. Sixty-one years now. That's the trilogy. Yep. So you have to just live because for- that's the final confessions. You just have to just live. <laughs> that's where all the bodies are buried. That's what you yep. did with the cow you found in the ditch. Yep. Yeah. All yep. that. Stuff. That I actually shot the cow. You shot the cow. Because <laughs> it was tying up a lot of yeah. loose ends. All yeah. just going around. Remember that thing I wouldn't tell you about? Well, yeah. here it is. <laughs> um, Fantastic. I, I love that you came to the house, and please come on all the time, Bruce Campbell. I adore you. Well, I'll be in the East Wing. Yes, you can be in the East Wing with <laughs> Jenkins. You know, I could be your Jenkins, because I've, in my mind, I've trained him. You have? Yeah, so I could actually play the role of Jenkins, because I would try and anticipate your every win. You know what, though? Your Jenkins is a little bit more of a, how's that feel, Jenkins? <laughs> Which is maybe a little too many, maybe too many lessons. Jenkins is allowed to teach me lessons. <laughs> as long as it's gently done. And, keeps and, me in check, keeps me grounded. With a professional veneer. Yeah. Well, see, that's, I guess you just have to deliver it differently. How does that feel? You know, yeah. that it's a little more... Sir, you lost $250 million. How does that feel? <laughs> oh, Jenkins, job, Jenkins. Jenkins. How does that feel? <laughs> I never worked for you. I tell you this. Great last book recommendation, uh, Beer Money. What's that? It's by an heiress from Stroh's Beer. Oh, okay. Oh, the rise and fall of the Stroh's Beer empire from Detroit, Michigan. Oh, wow. Awesome. What Was it a turbulent ride? Oh, baby. <laughs> 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 because they each said... I have $250 million. What would I do with it? And the answer was mostly stupid stuff. Oh, oh wow. Man. Oh, plus add all the, you know, 
uh, substances uh, on top of sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Mix in a little hooch and away you go. Damn. Yeah, I yeah. guess, you know, it, I guess at that number you would probably think like, well, this is, it's impossible it's for this to ever go away. Yeah. yeah, it's forever. And then, you know, decade after decade, it just crumbled in front of them. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. That's great. Cool stuff because uh, any books about stuff like that, there has to be a disaster. I can't just read... And then I won the Nobel Prize and married my wife for 40 years. <laughs> gotta, it's got to all fall apart. Got to crumble yeah. at some point. Yeah, definitely. And the whole time you're reading, you're like, oh, it's, here it comes. Here oh, it I comes. I remember that beer plant. Oh, I remember when that closed. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. So what, did, did Stroh's go under because of bad management? Or what was the, like, was it just a perfect storm of a lot of bad decision making? Yeah. Essentially, it started out with incredibly hardworking guys from Germany and beer making or Belgium, wherever they came from. Yeah. And, you know, the founding fathers knew exactly what they were doing. But once you become a corporation and you're publicly owned, things get different. And sometimes those guys, that's not their bag. Right. You know, I can I know what to do with hops. Right. And I know what temperature to boil this at. But to run a company, I don't know, expanding, growing, because they started buying other brands. And then they wouldn't make a light beer. That's what they thought. They went, we're Stroh's only proper real beer. <laughs> and they wouldn't dilute. The World War II, they wouldn't make cheaper beer. They wouldn't, the old guys wouldn't do it. How does that feel, Stroh's? How does that feel, Stroh's? How does that taste? <laughs> Talk about a bitter aftertaste. <laughs> I hope that went down smoothly. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thanks for his <laughs> Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Murder on My Mind, a new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus, explores the circumstances leading up to the murder of two young men and the mistrials of the man accused of killing them. Up-and-coming rapper YNW Melly gained notoriety in the hip-hop world for his shocking lyrics and criminal exploits. When two of his best friends were gunned down in a drive-by shooting, investigators suspected the young rapper staged the scene. But after not one but two trials that ended in hung juries and new evidence that may place YNW Melly at the scene of the crime, his trial has been paused indefinitely. With countless twists and turns, Law and Crime covers all angles of the case and begs the question, is this young artist the victim of a witch hunt or a silver-tongued devil who's evil to the core? Listen to Murder on My Mind exclusively and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.